This is the Leadership Forum. Consider if everybody did what you are doing, would the world be a better place? That's a principle for just checking whether what you are doing is correct. Welcome to the Leadership Forum, where we explore principles, practices, and perspectives of effective leadership. So we move to our topic. Um... We moved to part three. I'm calling it part three because we began three weeks ago and we were talking about supportive leadership. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Uh, before rapture happened that day, <laughs> we had stopped at a point. I believe we are talking about uh, providing sympathy and support. We had talked about patience and being helpful when giving instructions. And we also talked about being polite and considerate and kind. Yes. Mm. So we were talking about... Um, I actually wondered why you are saying part three. And now I understand. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> For your consideration. <laughs> because actually the supportive leadership that we are talking about is in three parts. Ah. But we were still in part one. Okay, part one, episode three. <laughs> <laughs> so this is session three. Yes. Uh, but in part one, which we are just going to clear in the next uh, few minutes. And then we can go to part two okay. uh, of, of, of that. Yes. So this, this um, what we were then looking at in part one was some of the guidelines to supportive leadership. What are some of uh, the components of that? And, and we talked about some of the things that supportive leaders do uh, to, to provide this support to their members. And um, the system uh, broke down on us when you are talking about providing sympathy and support yes. to a person who is either anxious or upset you know about something you know uh, once in a while people encounter situations within their workplace yes. that cause them either to be anxious because they are not sure of what the future holds or to be upset about something that has happened uh, in the course of their work and duty. A supportive leader comes into that space to provide empathy, sympathy, understanding, so that you can get this person back on their feet so that they can do the work that they need to do. Mm. This, is, this is part of our supportive role as leaders. So I was giving the example of in the Bible of Nehemiah, Nehemiah was serving in the king's palace as a cupbearer. Uh, and and um, he received a report when his brother uh, visited him uh, from Jerusalem. Uh, and, and he just asked the brother, so how is, how is home? You know, the way we, we normally ask, how yes, is home? Yes. And the brother said, things are not good. The walls of Jerusalem are broken. Uh, the people are living in disgrace. The gates are burnt. There's no food, and so on and so forth. When Nehemiah heard this, his heart was pricked, and uh, he just knelt down first of all, and he just cried at the disgrace that his people were in. And then he prayed uh, about that situation and pleaded with God to forgive them for the mistakes they may have made that had caused them to get into this kind of uh, difficulty. But number three, he also prayed that God would give him opportunity to talk with the king about it. So 
uh, he says, give me favor with this man. Yeah. yeah, where the man is the king. Yes. And God did. So when he went into the presence of the king, he was looking sad. He was looking distraught. And the king asked him, Nehemiah, you are not yourself. What is happening? You look sad. And this sadness looks like the sadness of the soul, of the heart. What is happening? And Nehemiah then took that opportunity uh, to tell the king what was happening, how back at home things were broken down, his people were in disgrace and so on. And the king asked him, so what would you like to do about it? And he said, Give, send me to go and help repair this situation. And I, I need these materials. I need these people. And of course, they gave this big list. The king actually gave him all that he had asked, plus escort, mm. security, yes. and everything. You know? Now, so I was saying, this king is a very good uh, example of supportive leadership. He, he, some leaders in those kind of situations, they, that is your problem. Don't bring your don't issues bring, here. Don't bring your domains here. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> those, are, those are your issues. Leave them at home. Yes. Just do the work you have been called to do. Mm. Uh, and and I, I know people who do that. You know, what your own personal issues are yours. Actually, they say leave them at the gate. Leave them at the gate, okay? <laughs> you pick them when you're leaving. You, you sound like you know them. <laughs> Let me not name names for my own security. <laughs> Yeah, so there are leaders who will just say that, you know, yeah. leave your things at the gate, uh, leave your problems out there. Here we are about doing work. So you don't come crying about home. Um, this king is the opposite. He listens to Nehemiah. He appreciates uh, the, the problem that is back at home. And he gives him the resources that he needs to go and do that work. Because it has been shown uh, through studies that when you support people, uh, your team members, in their times of need, they become more productive. So even just for your own sake, as a leader, you can support and empathize with these people and see what you can do about the situation, if there's something you can do. If there's nothing, if you're a Christian, the minimum you can pray with them. Yes. You know? Yes. <laughs> and and just, that's free. That is for free. Mm. Just, just take a moment. Would you like us to just pray about this? And just say a quick prayer and, and support the person. That is what this king demonstrated. And it really, really was helpful to Nehemiah uh, in in his journey of leadership and work, so it is it is some of these rare things you find in leaders that we Christians would call heathen, you know, yeah. <laughs> who who don't know God and are not born again as it were, and yet they do those kinds of things that really are are very powerful. Cyrus was another king like that, who who empathized with the children of Israel and, and ordered that they go back and build their temple. So as, as leaders, we 
are called to support our members in those times of anxiety. Sometimes these people, somebody's upset. Yeah. They have had a, a tiff with a colleague, you know, um, and, and they're just so upset. And they come to your office and they're so upset. Before you start judging who was right or wrong, just calm them down <laughs> and and help them let me know what what exactly happened yes you know i i can see you are very upset what what happened and allow help them to calm down to put together their emotions before then you can begin to either give advice and sometimes even reprimand because the person coming to you may be the one on the wrong Yes, uh, yes, you know, true. and that happens, mm -hmm. you know. So when they explain to you what what actually happened, you realize, mm, Grace, mm. Uh, I hear you, but I think there you could have acted differently. Yeah, you know, and notice that I say you could have acted differently. I don't say there you are wrong. <laughs> the choice of words. Choice of words. Okay. How you put it to them is still you are still empathizing with them because they were upset. Yes. They felt wronged, uh, taken advantage of whatever it is. But you realize they actually are the ones who are on the wrong. wrong. So hitting out at them will not be helping the situation, will be adding salt to the wound. But picking them from where they are calming them down, helping them to compose themselves, and then now helping them out of that to see where they could have done things differently. Uh, they may actually leave there feeling very happy and very helped. Yes. Even though they realize, or you have made them realize, that actually you were the one who was on the wrong. So that is supportive leadership. That is helping the person because you have their interest and their welfare at hand. A question on that. Yes. Um, on the part of showing sympathy, empathy and all that, you have observed that a follower is not well and you're trying to, to reach out to understand but all you get is I'm just fine. But you, you know as a leader you've been able to observe, I know when this person is that they are 100%, this is how they are. But there seems to be something like the way the king observed Nehemiah and said, "This one yeah. is sadness of the soul." So, what yeah. should they lead? That do you try and try to try to get into the follower's heart to see where how to support them, but they sort of have put a block. Mm. So, how far? What can you do before you resolve to okay on this one, Lord? I want to lift them up in prayer. Whatever to <laughs> solve them out. <laughs> Are there things I can do between here? Yes. Yes. Uh, very good question. Uh, there are usually two or three reasons why people would not open up uh, to you. One is that whatever it is that they are struggling with or is causing them the discomfort may be so private that they do not think they should disclose it to you. And so that's why they just say, I am fine, I'm okay, and so on. Because they are not sure that they want to disclose this because it's very personal, it is very private. Um, number two is the whole issue of trust. Can I trust you 
mm. uh, with with what I'm going through. Yes. And that depends on the kind of relationship that you have had uh, one with another. So if a person doesn't trust you, they will not share with you uh, what they are going through. So the issue of trust. Yes. Then the third one that I can think of is the timing. Sometimes this thing is still so raw. It is still so, uh, you know, they, they don't feel, yes, I will share. I, I want to share with you, but not now. Yes. It, it is, it, this is not the moment. So what, what do I, there may be other reasons, but what do I do in that situation as a leader is that uh, I want to show them that I care and that I'm concerned and therefore I am here for you. So I can say, for example, I, I can see you, you do not want to share this time. Uh, like I said, if we are Christians, I would say, let me just pray for you, whatever the issue is. Yes. Okay. So I will pray with them and I'd let them know that in case you've, you feel free to share, please know that I'm here to support you in any way that I can. So then, then you release them. Don't, don't force them to share. Mm, and coerce. <laughs> and coerce. I can see you are really struggling with something. Just tell me. Speak. Yo, no. That sometimes may add uh, more pressure on them for no reason. So if they're not willing to share, just tell them. I, I understand if you're not ready to share at this time, it's okay. But let me just pray with you. And, and pray for whatever it is because God sees the heart and it's, he knows what is happening. And release them. Now, at a later date, you could ask them, uh, or at a later time, what was it? Especially if that is lingering for a while, yes. you, you could still ask them again. I, I know you don't want to share, or last time you were not free to share, but I can see you are still troubled. Are you in a position to share now? Uh, at least the little that you can, or a shorter version, yes. so that I can pray with you or give you any advice or help in any way I can. So just see whether they are, maybe they have, if they have calmed down, they will share with you that this is what is happening. If they don't trust you, they still will not mm. share. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. because they are not sure what you're going to do with that information. So uh, your aim, remember your aim is to get this person back to normal. normal. That is your aim. Your yes. aim is not to know. Mm -mm. what they are going through. No. Yeah. So your objective is to get them back to normal. So do whatever you can to get them back to normal. If that includes them sharing, because sharing, by the way, helps. Uh, if if they are able to do that, it, it really helps them to have spoken it out. Yes. Uh, especially with a person. If somebody has struggled with sharing with you and then finally they share with you and it is something like my goodness mm. this is huge yeah you know more than you could have, you have a, yes <laughs> yeah the, the 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 greatest advice i would give is that never show shock and surprise <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one. It's a tough one. <laughs> because the normal reaction, Bishop, is what? What? Allah? No. What happened? No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't remain calm, cool, 
and collected. Ask questions. Questions not to know more, but questions that could help them deal with that situation. For example? For example, I would say, okay, how is that making you feel? You know? So you, 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 you say, well, how it is making you feel. Very sad. Very sad. Disappointed. <laughs> Very, yes. Uh -huh. So, okay. So how are you uh, thinking of handling it? Go and see a counselor, maybe. Which is a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. A counselor is good, but looking at the situation, you need to choose your counselors very carefully and so on and so forth. So I will start to help them to deal with that situation and not the gravity of the problem or how could you, especially if it's a mistake they have made, yes. you know? Yes. Uh, they have sinned against God or they have blundered or, you know, things that are on personal level. So blame is the last thing you want to do in yes. that case. Yes. But you want to help them to deal with that situation. So you take them step by step to the place where they can see that there is hope again. Uh, this is something that is doable. If if uh, it requires resources or something, support, or go talk with so-and-so, or I give you this letter, uh, is, is something that you can do so that you help them. So the objective, remember, in all these situations, I think the simple thing I would want to say your objective is to help the person get back to their feet. Yes. That is what you must always keep in mind. So that no matter what it is, my objective is to get you back to your feet. Mm. Yeah. Genuinely. Genuinely, objectively. Mm. Because I'm hearing what you're saying, the question you're asking shouldn't be to try to... Dig more. To dig more. <laughs> to help the person walk through the season. Exactly. To get better. Yes. If you look at how what the king asked Nehemiah, it is a great illustration of a person who wants to help. You know? Mm. And when Nehemiah answers and and puts out his list, which was a very generous list. Mm. He really had mm. thought very through. Long. <laughs> a very long With list. With a lot of things. Yes. The king doesn't say, hey, my friend, <laughs> you want my whole kingdom? No. He says, it's okay. Yeah, we'll give you that and more. Because he, it was in his ability and position to help this person, and he did. And the, Nehemiah, therefore, goes out there with great confidence. So when people like Sanballat and Tobias now come to confront him and so on, we are going to report to the king, he knows the king is with me on this. Mm. So you go if you want. Yes. Yeah. So that is great example of supportive leadership. I hope I've answered your question. Yes. Yes, you have. <laughs> yes, you have. Yes, you have, Bishop. Yes. Okay. We can proceed then. Uh, the, the other thing that in, in this supporting is uh, confidence in your members especially when they are under, undertaking a difficult task or you are assigning them a difficult task. Um, either way, 
sometimes people are not sure. Uh, I, I'm not sure that I can do this. You know, it is it's a very, uh, very difficult task. I don't know that I have the capacity uh, to deliver. Um, that is where, again, supportive leadership comes in. Try and uh, point out this person, their capacity to do it. Mm. And genuinely and objectively so. So, Grace, you're telling me you can't do this. But are you aware last time you did this and that, you undertook the other project and you did very well. By the way, I like the way you have a very sharp mind, you know, when it comes to analyzing situations. Uh, your ability to work with people is so profound. The other day, the way you dealt with that situation, you know, you begin to point out real things that when they hear coming from your mouth, gives them the confidence, yeah, I'm not as bad as I thought, <laughs> you yes, know. Yes. I, I, have, I have all these things. So they go out there knowing that my leader has confidence in me and I have what it takes to do the task that it has, is at hand. So that, that really helps the person to build personal confidence as they undertake uh, this, this difficult task. If, for example, I too know that uh, this will really call out much out of you for you to succeed. Yes, you may have succeeded here and there and you have done this and that, but I know that this one is taking you to the next level. Yeah. I'll say it. Mm. Yes. So I will, I will let you know that, yes, uh, you may be not feeling like you can make it, but I, I think you can. The reason I think you can is because of this and this, you did that, you did the other one, you have this as a gift and a strength, you are very good at this. Uh, of course, I'm aware that this is going to stretch you. That I'm aware of. And I think that stretching is good for you. You know, I, I mm. if you give it your best, it will take you to another level of your uh, work and leadership. So I would like you to attempt it but I think you can do it. It is going to stretch you. It is going to be tough, but you can do it. That sounds very genuine, authentic. And <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, let me give it a try. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and you give it a try. Yes. Yeah, because uh, I'm not hiding the fact that this is difficult, mm. but I'm giving you the confidence that you have what it takes to do it. Yeah. If you need any help, come back. I'm here to assist you where I can. But I think we can do this. Okay. Yes. What you know throughout when we began the sessions on the leadership forum when you resumed back, Bishop, the issue of trust was very huge, you know, and, and trust is not and you know you grow it. Uh, a question that comes to mind is on this point of confidence. Mm-hmm. What if a follower has trust issue with the leader and the leader is presenting like what you're presenting? I know you can do it. You, you can. And has given examples of where this follower has excelled and all that. But the follower has trust issues. So they are like, hmm, are you sure? Are you, yes. Uh, you are doing that to set me up for failure. <laughs> exactly. How do you handle that? Trust, uh, yes. It will come out. In, uh, I, I think I've mentioned here before. 
the way we are wired as human beings is amazing. We are not computers. No. <laughs> computers have no feeling. They have no sensing. They they churn out what has been programmed, even chat GTP. <laughs> True. Yes, they don't. True. They don't think. Yes. They don't. Now, human beings, we think, we sense. You know. As believers, we say there is a conviction. It's a conviction. Intuition in me. In, in fact, it is even more than conviction. It yes. is uh, intuition. Yes discernment oh yes mm. those mm. things yes so as i'm telling you this you can discern in your spirit the genuineness of what i'm saying and that's what will give you the trust you know you may not have trusted me more but you, you're like he sounds genuine he sounds yeah i can i can sense it in my spirit that this is real He's genuinely concerned. He's genuinely sending me out there uh, to do this. It's not setting me up for failure. So these are things that will uh, resonate in your spirit. And, and even though you may not have trusted me before, you will then be willing to do it. So how I say and how I communicate is what will then give you the confidence to try this, even though you may not have trusted me before or you have had reasons to believe you don't mean well for me <laughs> you know mm. uh, but but anything that is spoken from a genuine heart will resonate with the other person yeah even if they have doubts okay that's just our human the way we are wired mm. it, it will of course there are people who have totally blocked themselves that even the Holy Spirit, they will not believe. <laughs> they need to touch the whole yeah, Yes. There are people who are, yeah. You know, when, when we talk about hardening of the heart, even in preaching, somebody can actually hear a very good sermon and they are convicted in their hearts that this one today is for me. But they shut their hearts to it. They won't do anything about it. They won't move. If it is about salvation, they say not today. So there are times when you deal with people like that, where they have, they can hear you, but they have shut their hearts. They have hardened their hearts against you. It is very difficult to help those people, just like even the spirit cannot help them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. But uh, simply put, yes. uh, speak genuinely. Yeah. to the person okay. and their hearts will pick it. Is there room for allowing this follower if um, they've, they've tried but it's like they're struggling. Is there room to, if, if they come and say, I want out, please just take me back, back to sender kind of a situation. Is there room for that as you're doing this as a leader? That's take this one out, yes. but there is that room. That is where monitoring and evaluation, there's, there's something I was going to talk about in the next Path, but I yes. can mention it here, okay. and I've, I think I've mentioned before. Uh, when you're a leader, you are you want to work with your people, especially in difficult assignments. You can, you don't give the whole assignment. Uh, if it is something that you first of all need to demonstrate, 
then demonstrate that it is actually possible. This is how it is done. This is what you can do. Uh, these are the things to consider and so on and so forth and, and, and help them to appreciate that it is doable. These are the points you need to be very careful about. Uh, possible points of failure, you know, mistakes, uh, pit, pit, what do you call them? Pitfalls. Pitfalls, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes pitfalls. The, the pitfalls mm. that you need to look out for mm. so that you help them as much as possible to have the confidence to go forward. But you are also telling them, come back in case you meet any challenges and let's review them and see what we can do. So when they come back and they are saying it's like, mm -mm, mm -mm. this one. I want out. I just want out. <laughs> yes. I, I don't think I can make it. Don't just accept it. Let them relate to you what they have experienced, what they have done, and why they think they just want out. So then you can review that with them and see whether indeed, because sometimes as a leader also, you may have overestimated their capacity, you know, ah. as you are sending them yes. onto this project. Okay. So if you find that indeed you overestimated their capacity, then yes, you can review and say, okay, I see what you, what you mean. Uh, but I think you, you, you really gave it a try. Maybe then we can uh, get you into another place and see if we can get someone else to do it. So the last thing you want to do is to make this person feel like a failure. So how you shift them from that role will be very important mm. so that <laughs> they don't feel... I knew all along you didn't believe in me. <laughs> you are you just been planning you are, yeah, you you are just looking for an opportunity for me to fail so that you can bring your favorite mm. uh, into this. Yeah. Uh, that is where there is no trust. So how you you shift them into the next phase is so very important. If you find that indeed they don't have what it takes uh, to deliver, uh, the reverse is also true in that finding that they have no capacity. You you have sent them out, you psyched them up, uh, you, you gave them great confidence, they go out there, they start on this work, and then in your first review, they bring your report, they are excited, you know? But then you look at it and you say, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? This is far from what I expected. Yeah. And it is your considered position or view that the solution is to get them out. That is much more difficult because then they are excited. You challenged them. You gave them this opportunity. You gave them confidence. And now they have come back and brought you and cooked Ugali. This <laughs> <laughs> is Ugali. <laughs> In their eyes, it's yeah. at least. But they have tried. <laughs> yes. So they are what they are expecting you to say, wow, this is good, you know. But you, you put your finger in the Ugali and like, oh, my goodness, this is far from it. <laughs> yes. and, and there's no time to give them time to. So how do you move them out of that project without them feeling devastated and destroyed? 
that is usually more difficult than when they themselves have recognized that they don't have the capacity. Yeah. So how do you go around that? You know, there could be somebody watching and listening to us and saying, I'm exactly at that <laughs> What are three key things to consider <laughs> to, move, to move this follower without hurting them and making them feel like a failure? Yes. The first is affirmation. No matter how uncooked the ugali is, because they told you, by the way, boss, you have never cooked ugali. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. Uh, this is something I've never done. But you have confidence. You know, you have done this. I've seen you do that. I've seen you. Google is not much. It's very close to Uji. And I've seen you cook very nice Uji. <laughs> so I think you can do it. Yeah. So you send them out there and they bring you this Ugali and they are looking at it and they are saying, oh my God. <laughs> and the visitors are waiting. So there's no time to really do much. You just, this Ugali needs to be done by somebody else or by yourself. Yes. How, but then they are excited because this is my first Ugali ever, you know. Yes, <laughs> I yes. didn't know it was that tough. Mm. It is very difficult. So the first is affirmation. Affirm them on the little that they have done. Because even uncooked Ugali, it is not 100% uncooked. It's, it's, it's kind of cooked. Yeah. Yeah. So affirm them on that. Give them A for effort. <laughs> you know, they tried. Oh my, yes, A for effort. A for effort, <laughs> yeah. You, you'll take some from the other side, but A for effort, the ability to tempt. Um, so what would I say in this situation? They bring this Ugali, I look at it, and it's certainly not edible. We can't present it to our guests. Uh, but they are so excited. It's their first Ugali to cook and so on. So I say, wow, I can see what you meant uh, that you didn't know how to cook Ugali. But it's amazing just how you took courage to to try Hi. it out. Yeah. You know? And, and I think you have done a great job, you know, for your first Ugali. Uh, for me, man, it was really bad, you know, if it was. Yeah. <laughs> and Or I have seen other people who have done worse in their first Ugali. This is really good attempt. Now, the thing is that cooking Ugali is not a one-day event. You will need to keep going, yes. to keep trying, until you perfect your skills in this. Uh, because of our guests who are waiting, I think we'll get so-and-so to make a quick one while we journey with you because I I can see potential you are going to be a great Ugali cooker. Mm. Is it cooker? Cook. 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 Yes. So uh, I would like you to get another chance another time. But because of time I'll get so and so to do this for today. But I thank you first of all for the courage to try and the way you have done this, I think you're on your way. Mm. Yeah. And I'll release them kindly. Okay. Yeah. Now I've used Ugali, but it can be anything. Anything. Yes. To continue, uh, we said very many heavy points uh, right there. You know, if, if you have a follower who's not cooked the right Ugali, what you need to do. <laughs> the last point I remember, just affirm them and then assign them, reassign them. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
you can pick it up from there very good and um, yeah so again just re-emphasizing that keep the objective in mind what is the objective is to get this person back on their feet or to keep them on their feet yes yeah so whether you are correcting whether you are affirming whether you are reassigning all those things the objective is you want to make this person a better person yes that's the essence of supportive leadership mm. uh something that i mentioned in passing but maybe you can now take it as a, an, a substantive point is uh, the assistance with the work uh this is where you you realize that the work you had given this person is perhaps either beyond their scope capacity or is too much uh, they cannot deliver um whatever the reason that they are not able to to deliver on on that work then you want to move in and and help them to do it mm. uh and the help here is not to take away the work from them but to assist them to be able to do a better job uh, of it so sometimes that means giving feedback uh the right kind of feedback that means sitting down and doing together or it means there are situations where there are deadlines yes and and sometimes you're working with very tight deadlines uh where you realize this i just have to take it up and do it mm. yeah and um, so you give feedback and say uh let me help you and then you take it up and help and give it back for further review so that they they can see what you have done and then you can discuss it later so that now in the next project then you can uh give better instructions have a point of reference you remember the way we did the other one now uh, i would like you to do a, in a similar way you know because now you have a point of reference yes uh but you only take up in situations where you have time does not allow you don't have the luxury of time of back and forth yes yes where you have a bit of time the best is to point out the areas that need adjustment and how they can be adjusted so that they can go and do it there's some learning experience that takes place but there's also a joy and satisfaction that comes with producing the final product yes and when the final product is done people really remember the original mistakes they made but they remember that i have done it they yes. may not even remember that you held literally held their hands <laughs> <No. laughs> and they never say thank you yeah sometimes they don't even say thank you yeah but it, you 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 really want to help this person so depending on the circumstances if this this no time uh, to to walk together and work together on this uh cooking this ugali again just take it over and cook it you know 
and, and serve the visitors. Then after that, you can now come back and say, this is how you do Ugali. Okay. You know? Yes. Uh, and take them through the process so that they can, they can do it. So next time, therefore, then you can tell them, remember how we did that Ugali? I would like you to do another one. And give them one that is not for visitors. Mm, so for, internal for internal only. consumption only. <laughs> yeah. So that even if it is not 100%, you can survive through it. Yes. So that that is the kind of help and assistance that you want to give to your member uh, in, in that kind of a situation. What's the difference, Bishop, with the member feeling? Uh, my leader gives me this assignment. I'm on my way to do it. But somehow the leader just wakes up, picks it, and does it. It's 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 not a good feeling, and uh, I know situations I've done that myself because, like I said, time is of the essence. Yes. So I just needed this done, and what has been presented may not be too at par uh, with what I was looking for, and therefore take it up and and do it. Now, that is not the best way. Because it kills initiative, uh, it kills the learning process. It um, takes away the confidence of the person. So the best way is to, if time allows, to work on it together. Yeah. So this is where actually, um, perhaps I could mention what the process I was talking about. Yes. I call it T D E O. T D O. Yeah. Okay. No, T D O E. T D E O. Yeah. T Teach. Okay. In other words, explain what you want and show how it is done. done, what is required. This is a teaching level. This is the theory part of it. Two, demonstrate. Show how it is done. Uh, three is O is observe, T-D-O-E, observe. Have the person do it while you observe so that you can correct them along the way and, and, and just adjust where necessary. And then give it to them and to do it and then evaluate. Sit down together with them and evaluate. What went well, what did not go well, which parts did you not understand, and so on and so forth, so that they become proficient and then allow them to now do it on their own. Mm. Yeah. I'm confused, Kidogo. Mm. Mm. On this platform, we said you, you, you describe, you don't prescribe. <laughs> mm. Yes. This sounds like this prescribing, a mixture of both. This is uh, maybe you should just move to this next stage, part yeah, two totally. of supportive leadership. Yes, the supportive leadership a leader is also a coach. So the part two now is the coach. How does a coach work with the team? You put your team together and teach. So you give them the theory part of it, how things should be done, how game is played, and so on and so forth, so that people have the full picture of the principles, the practice, 
the realities, the everything. So this is not descriptive. This is not prescriptive. It is descriptive. So you are describing what the task is. Yes. Okay? So that is the part of the role of a coach. So if, we, if, if I quickly bring it back now to what we are talking about, demonstrate. Coaches demonstrate. So demonstrate what you have said. So it, take a, uh, a football game, for example. So sometimes the coach takes the ball and shows you how it is kicked, uh, how it is handled, and, and so on. So they demonstrate. If you have gone to the gym to do workouts, the coach who is helping to do workout will demonstrate how you are to bend, how you are to lie, how to fold, and so on, so that you can see how it is done. First of all, they give you the theory part. This is what we want to do. This is, it will help you in this and this. This is what effect it will have on your body, etc., etc. But now then we do it. And when it gets to the doing, they demonstrate how it is done so that you can see how it is done. Yes. Then they observe. They ask you, now do it. So as you are doing, they observe you and say, uh -uh, not that way, not that way. Try this way, pull this way, bend this way, etc. So they are teaching, demonstrating, observing you doing it, and then they evaluate. How did it feel? Yes. Uh, what were the difficult parts? You know, that kind of thing. So yes. that's the process. So it is not prescriptive. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, I can, I, I, I think you are remembering when I said that um, tell people what to do, not how to, to do, do it. it. Yeah. Mm. So tell people, I want Ugali mm. for six people. Don't tell them how to do it. Mm -mm. Or I want lunch yes. for five people. They will surprise you. Mm. You know? <laughs> yeah. they, they, some, well, the surprises can be both positive and negative. <laughs> they can, <laughs> so they can bring uncooked fish. <laughs> they can bring uncooked fish. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but that's a, a learning opportunity where you can now tell them now. This is how fish is done. Yes. <laughs> yes. So that is the that is the the, the 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 teach, demonstrate TDOE. Yes. Yes. Okay. That that he use in in assisting people with their work. So when we now go to uh, the coach, which is our part two of our of our journey, is um, just as I've said. A supportive leader is a coach because you are not just also interested in the results or the outcome of the work. You are also interested in the personal development of the person. Yes. You know, so that they are learning, they are growing, they are becoming better people. They eventually take over from you. Mm, yes. True. Yes. Mm. So this is where the coaching therefore comes in. So help the person uh, if you have given them assignments to analyze their performance uh, in whatever area. A coach 
helps people to do their own self-evaluation. You do not, as a coach, prescribe or tell people. For those of us who are preachers, <laughs> this is so tough. Because preachers, please come. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> listen keenly to what Bishop is saying. Move close to your radio yes. or your TV or online. Okay, let's because we are, we are used to giving solutions. So you come to me and you say, this is my problem. Say, this is what you need to do. Mm. Coaching does not go that way. Coaching helps the person to analyze their own performance and to come up with their own solutions. True. That is what coaching is all about. Because you want, when people give solutions to their own problems, they remember more than when you give them the solutions. Because they're thinking, what did he say? Mm. Uh, but when you are the one who said it, you, you, you don't. You remember yes. uh, what you said. So th that is part of supportive leadership. You you become a coach to your to your members. So let them come to you uh, with what needs to be done or what they have done, and let them take you through. Tell me. So what did you do? So they tell you, this is what we did, this total the problem, this was the issue, this was the task, uh, this is how we went about it, and so on and so forth. And, and ask questions, why did you take that route? Uh, what other way in, could we have done it? Uh, and so on and so forth. So that they begin to think a little more broadly. Are there other things that you needed to take into account or that we need to take into account? So they provide solutions to their own issues. Yes. They provide solutions to their own problems. You know, it has been said a coach takes your watch and tells you the time. True. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so that's that's uh, you come with your watch. Yes. And we tell you the time. So we want you to come uh and I want to help you in your journey to see things that perhaps you're not seeing, to appreciate things that you are not appreciating to identify challenges that perhaps you're not identifying. Uh, for example, I would ask you, now, you've said you'll go, uh, you'll go in this route, you'll do this and this and that. What challenges do you foresee? Now, mm. you may not have thought about challenges. Very true. Yeah. Your mind opens up wow, at, at once. <laughs> at once and say, oh, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I can see that this might happen. Yes. So, again, they are the ones who have identified the challenges. I could easily tell you, from what you are telling me, uh, I don't think that will work because I see there's this problem here. Now, they may think you are criticizing them, mm -hmm. you are dismissing their point of view, and so on. That's how the mind works. Why are you dismissing me? You know. But if you ask them, what challenges do you foresee? Yes. What pitfalls do you see ahead? How might this not work? So then they can, they themselves think ahead and see, ah, if so and so doesn't do this, then this project may not work. Mm -hmm. Then the next is, so what do you think can be done about it before you go ahead? Then again, they come up with their own. Yeah, mm. that's what a coach does, yeah. and a supportive leader does exactly the same. 
to help their members to grow. Because those things that now you have discussed, there they go and implement, they are at another level. True. They have they are uh, broader thinkers. So they are not focused on just the solution, but they are also looking at the process. They are looking at the pitfalls. They are looking at the potential um, uh, possibilities, opportunities, people they could network with. Who could who do you think could be of help to you in this? Then they can think, yeah. I think I can get so-and-so to help me with this. You've talked about this, and from what I hear you're telling me, uh, you may not have time for all that. Do you think part of this could be delegated to someone? And if so, who? Yeah. Yeah. That is a coach. Mm. And that is what supportive leadership is all about. So... Provide them constructive feedback. Uh, suggest specific steps that they could take uh, in order to achieve their their goals. Um, demonstrate better ways. The way I, I said um, they have done this. Again, you are not telling them why don't you do this. You say, have you ever considered? this other way the language the language <laughs> use of words oh. use of words <laughs> yeah or i have seen some people do it in this way you know and then they think yeah that sounds that sounds interesting that sounds let me try it out so you're really helping these people to enhance their performance uh enhance their thinking uh, develop a more comprehensive analysis and thinking about the task that is at hand or the issues that are at hand. That That is the leader, supportive leader as a coach. Thank you. Thank you for being with us. Maybe you could pray for us, all leaders, all followers, listening and watching us today before we wrap it up. Thank you. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for giving us an opportunity to uh, just discuss these matters to do with leadership. And Lord, we know that we derive this from the greatest leader, even our Lord Jesus Christ, who demonstrated to us what leadership is all about. And I pray this, this afternoon for those people who have been listening, who have been watching, and that Lord, whatever lessons we have learned today may be of help to them in one way or another. This is our prayer for all of us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank, Thank you, you, Bishop. Looking forward to the next session. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the Leadership Forum. The Leadership Forum. Discussing leaders and followers.